thanks for listening and supporting this podcast. I'm Camille Diaz, and if you are sick and tired of setting goals and not achieving them, jump on over to my website, go.optimized.zone. Enroll in my online course, Driven, and gain access to the exact formula I've used to accomplish my goals, like write a book, increase revenue, lose 30 pounds, and record over 100 episodes of this podcast. Start experiencing the joy and satisfaction that comes with achieving your goals. That's go.optimized.zone. Welcome. This is Money Heart, where we explore the emotional side of money. I'm Camille Diaz, and today we're discussing digital marketing tips. My guest is Tina Sorensen. She's a digital and online marketing consultant for True Solutions. Tina, welcome to Money Heart. Thanks, Camille. This is uh, so much fun to be here today. Yeah, I'm really excited to have you. Let's start out by what is digital marketing? What do we mean when we say that? Digital marketing technically is anything you see on a screen. Um, that would be considered digital marketing. Online marketing would be anything that you would see um, once you're connected to the internet. So that's kind okay. of the difference between the two, but they're very much integrated. Um, you know, obviously even on an email, you might not be connected to the internet when you're reading an email, um, but it came through the internet. Right. Right. Yeah. So, most of our screens are connected to the internet now, like all, except for the ones when you're driving by on the highway, almost all the screens are connected to the internet. So that makes sense. Exactly. Cool. So I think people really struggle with what to do on digital marketing, their, their website, their social media, their email, all this kind of stuff. What are the big kind of fears and hesitations on digital marketing? Well, there's a couple that I notice and I hear over and over. The first one being, there's just so much. Like, do I have to do everything? Like, if I'm not going to do everything, then why am I even going to try? Mm. Um, and that's that's a tough one because there is going to be a sweet spot for every business and just for how aggressive you know, the campaign needs to be and who you're trying to contact, You know, who you're trying to get in front of. Um, but that's kind of the fun part about it as well, I think, because it is very doable for every size business and it is kind of the new yellow pages online and you just need to be there and determining that, um, is something that is usually very fear-based as to, they're like, I don't even want to know. Um, it just <laughs> scares me. Yeah. Um, and then the second thing would be it's going to cost a lot of money. That's the other big fear. Mm -hmm. And once again, it doesn't have to be a big elaborate campaign to make an impact. Mm -hmm. And that's also something that I love helping people figure out is, okay, what's your budget? And here's what that's going to get you. And if that still makes sense for your business and what you're trying to accomplish, then let's move forward. If not, then we need to reassess. We really need to dig into it a little bit further and find, again, that sweet spot. Right. And I like what you said about the all or nothing deal that people feel like, well, if I can't be everywhere, I'm not going to be anywhere. And that does seem like a really big misconception. It's like, we'll start somewhere 
and then maybe you can expand into other things. Is that kind of a better way to look at it is let's just get started somewhere? Exactly, exactly. And knowing your audience and who you're trying to connect with, who you're trying to build relationships with, if you can identify that, then all the data is there. We can say, okay, here's where they're at. Start here. This is going to be your number one place. And then maybe say, okay, here's two and three. Um, and then forget about this other stuff. Like actually with all my clients right now, I'm like, we're not going to dive into TikTok. Like <laughs> leave it alone. Let it, let, let it be, be for a while. Yeah. Don't yeah. worry about that right now. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times it brings a lot of relief when they go, Oh, good, because I didn't want to do that. And I'm like, that's that's absolutely fine. Yeah. So being kind of worried that um, if we talk to a digital marketer and we're going to do this, they're going to say you have to get on some platform that you're really uncomfortable with or don't know, not familiar with and and push you somewhere that you don't really want to be. But you're just saying, let's just follow the data. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and that's the thing I love the most about digital marketing is there is so much data. There are analytics. It's it's not a perfect science, mm -hmm. but we can make really good decisions moving forward with that information. Um, you know, the days of having, you know, mailers, I mean, the, the, they still work really well. Um, it's really hard to know how well that's working and how many eyes are on it and branding and awareness piece of it um, as opposed to digital marketing where we're like, oh, this is how many screens you showed up on. Like these were the engaged people in that ad and then this is what they did. I mean, we can track a lot of that. That um, is and really that just, cool. Cause yeah. you know, when I get one of those things in my mailbox, there's a good chance that I will put it in the recycling bin before I get through the garage and into the house. But with digital, you know exactly how many people saw it, how many people clicked on it, how many people commented on it, how many people made it to your website from there. That seems so much more valuable than a random piece of paper that we're just gonna cross our fingers and hope that it made it to somebody. I think so. Absolutely. That's yeah. um, a piece that it can't, it, the value is going to be really big. It's going to tell you a lot um, after a few months mm -hmm. of what you should be doing moving forward and making really good decisions about that. Yeah. Okay. So what does this typically cost? Because I think that might be another thing people are really worried about is it's going to cost a fortune. I'm going to spend thousands and thousands of dollars on some kind of digital marketing plan and I'm going to make 20 bucks back because nobody's going to see it or click on it or whatever. What can we expect and what's reasonable? It's going to vary um, industry to industry and area to area as well. So yeah. there is a little piece of that that's going to fluctuate. Um, just depending on what you're wanting to do and who you're trying to get in front of. I think that you also have to realize that there's there's two sides to it. There's going to be awareness campaigns where you're going to want to get your brand out there, let people know what you do. They're not lead generation campaigns. Okay. And then there are going to be some lead generation campaigns where there's going to be a really very direct ROI that you should expect from them. So knowing about the strategy to begin with is yeah. going to help determine that. Um, <clears throat> but the great news is, 
is any budget will get you somewhere. It will, you can watch and see measurable results from any budget. Okay. And whether it's starting with a, you know, couple hundred dollars a month, or if you want to get really aggressive and it makes sense in your industry to go within, you know, a few thousand dollars, there's such a huge range. Mm -hmm. um, but I do know that with any budget, you will be able to see the results and you'll be able to determine whether or not that's going to make sense for you moving forward. So if yeah. it's, it's a little scary and you're saying, okay, I only have you know, $200 a month for digital marketing. Mm -hmm. um, that's fine. It's a great okay. place to start. Okay. So I like that idea of start small, see what's working. And then if you want to, you can put more money towards the thing that you've now tested and know will work for you. Um, and just to make sure if anybody didn't know, ROI stands for return on investment. So yes. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, and making sure that you're going to get that return on your investment. Because I think that's really what we're worried about when we're hesitant to do digital marketing is I'm going to throw money into this black hole of digital stuffs and I may never see anything come out of it or show up again. I won't get any more sales. Uh, how do we pick a digital marketer that is well qualified and also fits our industry so we know that we are going to get that ROI. We are going to get a return on the money we're putting in. I would say the number one thing you need to look for is somebody who's experienced. Mm -hmm. um, a few years experience actually is a pretty long time in the digital space. Okay. Um, but that is also really invested in keeping up with what's changing. Mm. So it, it's a really good balance. Um, of the two, I would say is kind of the thing you want to do. And then it really just needs to click with you and your business. You want them to be very transparent, have ways to keep you involved and make sure that you're understanding what the strategy is and what they're doing. Unfortunately, sometimes I've heard other digital marketers talk over um, their clients and yeah not help them understand it very well and just say kind of throw money at it let an expert do it you're never quite going to understand it so just don't don't try wow. <laughs> and i yeah. that to me just breaks my heart right. because business owners need to know enough to make really good decisions and when it comes down to it it's not all that complicated it's really the same tools, the same philosophy as traditional marketing. Mm -hmm. You know your business, you understand the industry, and the digital marketing space is not going to be that much different. Um, you're not going to need to know how to code. You're not going to need to know any of the really complex things about mm -hmm. what's going on behind the scenes. But again, you should really understand and know what the demographic is, you know, what to expect, how it's going to look and how it's going to work and function. Mm, yeah, that does make sense. Have, have an idea. Well, I see that a lot in the financial world as well. It's that people talk over the clients and don't explain what's going on. When in reality, if the client has good information, they can make a good decision about what's right for them. So I exactly. Like yeah, exactly. Like okay. So what are some of the biggest mistakes that people 
tend to make when they get into digital marketing? Where do, where do we go off the rails? How can we fix that before we start? Or if we're already in it, how can we bring it back? I think the number one thing is lack of consistency. Oh, yes. It's, it, I wish you could kind of just set something up, let it run, and you're good for the next three to six months. Mm-hmm. We all wish that. Not, right? I mean, it, it would be nice. It, it would be would. great. Um, but it's just not the how it how it works. It's it's a consistency. It's a little bit more of a long game. You have to be online, engaging, interacting pretty frequently mm, to make okay. it work. Okay. Yeah. And so we... I think that's that's the one thing where I see you know somebody say, "Oh, I tried it and it didn't work," and then I look and I'm like you tried it once and yeah, that's not going to work. You you have to be extremely consistent with it. So posting for two weeks is not enough to suddenly generate a bunch of business. You're not going to have enough data even to understand what direction you need to go into next. Right. If it's just, you know, even a couple of months, that's probably not enough. Yeah. How would we know which platform might make sense for a particular business? Like are certain platforms geared toward particular things? Because I think that's probably a question a lot of people have is, well, I don't know where to be. Okay, great. I can narrow it down, but I don't know where to be. Yes. And the great thing is, is first of all, every business, I can say across the board, they need to be two places. They need to be on Google and they need to be on Facebook. Okay. And the reason that they need to have a business page on Facebook is because that talks to Google. Ah. So that's, even if your demographic is not engaging on Facebook, that's okay. You need to be on there to please Google so that they see that as a directory, they get your information, it's a validation point, and um, they can understand your business better. Okay. So those are the two that are just, they're always going to be universal. You need to be on both of those okay. platforms. So even if um, you're not a huge fan of Facebook personally, just get in there, make your account so you can have your business page because that's going to talk behind the scenes to Google search engine and come up and, and prove your business really is a business rather than just relying on your website as the only point of contact. Is that, am I, am I getting it? Absolutely. You okay. got it. You nailed it. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Perfect. Okay. What, where, what else do we do? What else are our, our tips here? I always think that professionals also need to be on LinkedIn. Okay. Um, you, you know, your profile on LinkedIn is important. I, this is more of a validation point for potential clients or customers, or maybe if you have been networking and you meet people in a setting like that, it's a good place to be on. If somebody searches for your name and what you do, most likely your LinkedIn profile will, will show up pretty high in that. So that's just another really great platform that every professional should have. Um, whether or not you have a company page on LinkedIn, that kind of gets into some more, more strategy there. Mm. Um, but those that would be kind of that next step that I would definitely just make sure you have your information. If you work, um with other businesses if you are b2b then linkedin is a great platform for you to have a really great content and be very active on um and then 
you know, and then we go into Instagram and then we're YouTube. And I mean, there can be a lot there, but those are those are those foundational pieces that um, are going to be for every business, every business owner and mm -hmm. most professionals as well. I like that point about as a professional being on LinkedIn, it really is the place where people will, if they see you somewhere, like say you meet somebody at a networking group, they're not going to find your Facebook page and, and check you out on Facebook. They're going to LinkedIn and they're searching for you and they're going to see what has this person done? What are they up to? How, what's going on with their company? Like they're wanting to see the behind the scenes. Is this professional really a professional or is this their first day? Exactly. And LinkedIn's been doing a really good job, too, of promoting uh, small businesses and just professionals um, through Google and through their algorithm as well. And so it's it's getting better and better every day. And actually, an interesting thing about LinkedIn is right now it is considered content deficient. So if you put information out there, the people that are connected with you, it's very likely that they will see that information. Like LinkedIn needs more information. They're showing that information and that content to a lot of people. Whereas Facebook yeah. and Instagram are saturated with content. So not everybody's going to see your content. Even if they follow you, even if they're connected to you on those platforms, they might not see the content you post. That is a fabulous point because I think we all know on Facebook, if you're scrolling through, you might see something from somebody whose page you went to recently or somebody who you usually comment on their stuff. But you might have, you know, if you have 2000 friends, you might only see content from 50 of them on a regular basis. And so with this, knowing that LinkedIn, most likely if you post, your people will see it because they don't have that need to filter all the content and only serve what they think is most relevant. They're not full. So great, great tip there. Get on LinkedIn and start posting because it's going to get seen. I mean, how, how better, and it's free. So how better can you leverage your digital marketing than posting somewhere that's free that will actually be seen? Because I think there's exactly. a ton of people on LinkedIn, but not very many posting content. There are, and there's a lot of professionals. And usually when people go on LinkedIn, their intent is business. Right. It, it's not to, you know, watch cat videos, um, which we all Aww. love to do. Um, I know, but <laughs> yeah. on LinkedIn, people usually have a little more intent on, um, you know, making decisions and being engaging and, and it, it's for that platform specifically. Right. Right. Um, so you can get some really great, um, really great, you know, views and engagement there, I think. Yeah. And it does allow you to tag people and things like that. So it has those same capabilities, um, which is really nice because I tend to find some of the people that I tag in posts on LinkedIn have more connections than I do. So that works perfectly for me. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So when somebody's going to hire someone, um, what are the options for what that person handles for them? So if I'm hiring a digital marketer, do I just like here's my business, go handle it. Or do I still need to be responsible for some things? Do I have to create content? Do I not? Kind of what should people expect when they hire somebody? Well, I'll first start by saying that the more involved you can be as a business owner, the better the content's going to be. 
Um, you know your okay. industry. You are there. You're in it every single day. Um, people probably enjoy doing business with you, and that's why you have a successful business. And so the more genuine, the more it can come from you, that content, that information, the better it's going to be. Right. If I always think the best way to do it is, is like a hybrid where if you have somebody who's taking control of your social media, has a really good strategy for you, understands the algorithm and how to make all that work, but you're still helping them figure out, okay, here's seasonality, here's what works really well right now, or um, right now in our community, this is what's going on. Um, yeah. If you can have some of that stuff built in, it's, mm -hmm. it's going to work really well. Um, like if, yeah. if you really want it to just be completely hands off and you don't want to touch it, um, that can be done. It absolutely can. It's not going to be as dynamic. It's mm -hmm. not going to be, it's not going to work as well. Mm -hmm. um, but in some circumstances that might just need to happen. Yeah. Just so you can be consistent if you really can't do it yourself. Yep. But I, I do like that partnership approach of keeping the person you have helping you up to date on what's happening in your industry, what's current in your area, so that when they are posting, they can be aligned with that rather than just leaving them to come up with what they think might work, but not having any feedback. So very good. Right. Yeah. Like any relationship, I mean, great communication is just yeah. going to make it even better and have helping them understand your voice and you know your perfect customer understanding what's going on in the business i mean monthly meetings um with anybody who's helping you with that at least right. um to review the analytics view the data from the month before and understand the plan moving forward is going to be a really really great way to do it Yes. And I love that point of making sure you're setting a time to actually review all those metrics. Go look at the analytics, go see where people are clicking, what they're actually engaging with. So you can produce more of that instead of just doing what you've been doing and hoping that it works. So that's great. Exactly. Exactly. I had a client once too that um, I was looking at the analytics and I was like, what happened on this day? Like it, it just shot through the roof. Like I, how do we replicate that? I was so excited about it. Right. And they were like, oh, well, we had a really big snowstorm and everybody was at home. Or even in 2020, you know, the, the stats were a little skewed because everybody was on their computer screen. And, you know, without knowing some of those little subtleties, you could say, oh, I guess that post just did really, really well. And yeah. you could try it again and it doesn't. And then people go, the algorithm changed or, oh, that just doesn't work anymore. And there's a little bit more to it than just right. looking at the numbers. Yes. Knowing that, oh, we had a snowstorm. So everyone in our community was online that day. We were all bored. You know, that's perfect. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I love that. How did you get into digital marketing in the first place? What attracted you to it? Well, I got into digital marketing about seven years ago, and I started with a big uh, website SEO company. Mm -hmm. So we were just working on websites and making sure that the right keywords and the 
everything was going for the algorithm um, on Google. And I loved it. It was so much fun for me. I finally felt like um, my science brain and my creative brain could do something together. I always thought it was always going to be a one or the other type of thing, right? Right. You You can't have both. Um, but this actually is a place where both works very well together. And um, I just, it was kind of that light bulb moment where I was like, oh, okay, this is exactly what I need to be doing. And it's, I just haven't looked back since. Like, it's just that. been a really great fit. And of course, when I was, you know, in high school or even in college, it didn't really exist. So I kind of had to wait for it to catch up with me. But um, once it did, I was like, ah, this is it. This is exactly what I need to do. Yeah. That's so cool. I love it. You're in, you're in something that didn't exist when you were looking at what career you wanted to do. And then it showed up and you're like, oh, found it ready. (laughs) I love that. I love that. Thank you for being on here and sharing all these wonderful tips with us. I really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. If you'd like to get in touch with Tina, you can reach her by calling or texting her at 303-880-0172. Thank you as well to all of our listeners and viewers. I'm your host, Camille Diaz. I specialize in financial education, life insurance with living benefits, and guaranteed lifetime income. You can contact me and find out what else I'm up to through my website, CamilleDiaz.com, and follow me on social media at CamUnfiltered. Be sure to follow Money Heart at Money Heart Show and on our website, moneyheartshow.com. Today's money mantra provided by Tina is actually a quote from Henry Ford. She says, stopping advertising to save money is like stopping your watch to save time. So definitely be consistent on those marketing efforts. Thank you so much, Tina.